0: Hi everyone, my name is Julia and I'm Katie and we're the hosts of the Runways and Byways Travel Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about budget travel which as you know is the primary focus of my blog and somewhat this podcast so we really wanted to talk about what defines budget travel and I really start I started thinking about this more recently because when I was in South Africa someone asked me I was telling her about all the trips I've been on and she asked me wow how do you afford to go on all these trips like how do you do it? And I was like, oh, budget travel, which was kind of a terrible answer because yes. <laughs> it didn't really answer her question. Like what is budget travel? And budget travel is really just an umbrella term for all these techniques that I've been doing unconsciously my whole life. And so I figured, I sat down one day and I just listed them all out and I was like, this is what I do. This is budget travel. So yeah. I wanted to kind of talk about that today and explain really what budget travel is to me.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it's really important that we do discuss it because our whole podcast revolves around budget travel. And we've never really gotten into exactly what that is. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Everyone's probably like, well, what is budget travel? Because it's not
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's not necessarily
0: what you may think it is, at least to me. And Katie, I don't know if you'll agree, but we'll
1: talk about that. We'll touch upon that. Mm -hmm. But do you have anything to say? No, I'm really excited. So today's podcast episode is pretty much Julia has a bunch of points and she did some research about what budget travel is, important tips and tricks, and we're just kind of going to be going through that, discussing it, having conversation about it, and I'm really excited. Yeah, so I, like Katie said, I did a research on
0: a bunch of budget travel tips and some of my own and some that I've realized I've been doing and I looked more into them to get more information for you guys. So we're going to be talking about those today. And also, we're only going to be talking about a few of them today because we only have so much time and I don't want to keep you here forever. You all probably have very busy lives and get tired of my voice. (laughs) But if you want to know more, I'm going to be writing a long article about this on my website. It's in progress right now, but it'll be up fairly soon, I'm hoping. And then that will be some. But if you want even more, I'm going to be making a budget travel guide And you could just pop in your email and your name and you'll get it delivered directly to your inbox with even more budget travel tips. So that's also still in the works. So don't go looking for that yet. It's not there as of (laughs) January, 2023. But you can look for it if you're listening to this after January, 2023. It might be there. I'll be announcing when it's ready. But for now, we're just gonna give you a little sneak peek.
1: Perfect, I'm excited. Okay, and so shall I get to our trivia question yeah I'm excited it's been a while since it was my turn to answer a question yes so our trivia
0: question was on my phone and now it disappeared give me a moment (laughs) okay which country has the most pyramids
1: (laughs) (sighs) this is hard (laughs) because you know we all want to say Egypt but I feel like you would not be asking this question if it was Egypt. I cannot
0: disclose. It might be Egypt. Egypt had a lot of pharaohs, but I'm
1: not telling you. Uh, all right. I'm going to sit on it. Think about it. I'm just for, for right now, I'm going to say not Egypt. Okay. Well, that is not, you cannot get credit for that answer. Wow. But <laughs>
0: Yeah, I actually came up with this question because I've been watching an Egypt documentary because I'm really into Egypt, even though I've never been there. Mm. And I hope to go someday soon. But I was watching a documentary and I was like, hmm, I wonder which country has the most pyramids. And I'm not going to tell you what. It could be Egypt
1: and it could not be Egypt. You'll find out soon. I feel like you're the only person who's ever asked that. (laughs) I don't think I am. Maybe there's like one other person out there. Your soulmate? I feel like there's a lot little- of. <laughs> I married the wrong man. <laughs> it's really the one who wants to know how many pyramids there are in this world. <laughs> that is my soulmate.
0: <laughs> I should ask Donato later if he knows how many pyra- if what which country has the most pyramids. And if he says the wrong country, we are done. we are done. Done. If he
1: says, I've never thought about that before, we're Older. done. Divorce. Yeah, immediately. Annulment. <laughs> Find your real love out there.
0: This is how you do it, people. (laughs) Take
1: notes. (laughs) Okay. Ready to jump on into budget travel?
0: Yes. Now I'm ready. Okay. So I think a lot of people, before we jump into everything, I want to just say that I think a lot of people mistakenly define budget travel as booking the cheapest flights, accommodations, and tours as they possibly can. But I think the truth is that you can you can travel and not cheap out by just looking at what's important to you. If that makes any sense, Katie. I mean, I know. you
1: know that makes sense to me because <laughs> I feel like so many times we've talked about priorities. So we've kind of touched upon this, but not specifically with finances.
0: Exactly. So I think the first step to it is listing out your priorities, just sitting down and figuring out what your priorities are, because you'd be surprised how it changes the way that you travel. So once you figure out all your priorities, then you look at your finances and say, okay, safety is a priority for me. So I'm going to book a hotel in the middle of the city. So that way I don't have to stay in an area that might be not so good or that I don't feel unsafe or I feel unsafe in something like that and then you'd also save money on transportation because you're in the middle of all, all of the tourist attractions
1: yeah we talked about this when we did solo travel and I mentioned my story about me going to Raleigh and how I thought that I was a budget traveler by booking it at a budget in literally budget in um, and it was so far away from the city so I was spending so much money on Ubers and I felt unsafe so if I just would have known this trick of, you know, book it in the city where I'm actually going to be and how much money I actually would have saved on transportation alone. Exactly. And I feel like it's the same situation. If you're
0: going to a tropical destination, for example, it might be a little more expensive to stay on the beach. However, you'd save so much money and stress from you wouldn't have to do any ride share to get there. You'd just be there all the time. It would you'd save so much money doing that.
1: If there's anything people need to learn from our podcast, it is that point. Because like, exactly. so many people do not realize that. They'll be like, oh, the outskirts, the outskirts. But it really does add up when when it comes to transportation and time. Think about how yeah. much time you're
0: taking traveling. It's true. I never really thought about that. It, do- it does take so much time, especially if you're like really trying to be budget and stay really far out of the city and then you're taking 45 minutes to get in to see what you want and then 45 minutes back that's time that you could be seeing so many other things doesn't even sound like a vacation to be honest no that's so stressful yeah so what we're trying to say first is you would map out your priorities so you want to look at those priorities that we just discussed safety or if you want to stay on the beach or You have to look at all those things. And once you've figured out all your priorities, then you can focus on mapping out your finances. You want to list out how much food, accommodations, and activities would typically cost in your destination, and then split this budget according to
1: your priorities. That makes sense. And I feel like we actually did that when we went to Hawaii because we booked a hotel right on the beach And you would think that would be like more expensive, but it was just right around everything. Didn't when you go with your parents, it was a little bit outside? of Yes. And we found ourselves having to
0: walk and ride share a lot, Mm. which was very annoying. We did miss out on time and we couldn't go to the beach as much as you and I were able to because we were staying so far
1: from it. Yeah, it really does take away from the trip sometimes when you're prioritizing It's not even budget, but when you're prioritizing what you think is a budget, when it's really not and it affects your trip. So you really need to think logistics day to day. You know, what are you going to be doing when you're going there? Because sometimes it could be hard in in like hindsight to to know what to do, you know. Exactly. And also,
0: if you know what your priorities are, if you know you want to stay on the beach, You know that the beach is the priority for your trip. You want to go to the beach more than anything, then you could take money away from other aspects of the trip, such as maybe you don't care so much about the food that you eat. You don't mind eating Mm -hmm. at Subway a couple of times when you're in Hawaii, which Katie and I actually did. Mm -hmm. So we were able to take money out of our food budget and other budgets so that we were able to stay in a nicer hotel on the beach, like we had, or near the beach, like we had planned.
1: Yeah. And it all goes back to when we talked about, you know, choosing your destination. What are your values? What are your priorities? And you could allocate your funds according to those priorities. And like you said, it doesn't need to be, oh, this is the cheapest. This is the cheapest. It's just like, okay, I'm going to spend more of my money on this because this matters way more to me. And I'm going to have an amazing trip if I put more into, let's say, you know, staying on the beach, the location, as opposed to, like you said, eating at a really fancy restaurant when I'm just happy with Subway on this trip.
0: Yeah, it's definitely more about allocating than anything rather Mm. than just go cheaping out on everything. It's more about allocating. And I mean, of course, if you really can't afford the destination and want to cheap out on everything, be my guest. But I think this is how you really plan a trip that you're going to enjoy and stay on budget.
1: Yeah, I remember we talked about that in a previous podcast. Maybe it's just not your time to go to a specific destination if you do find yourself cheaping out on everything. And you're kind of like, wait, this doesn't even sound like a fun trip. I'm, you know, not doing everything I want to do. Yeah. Cause to me, that's not
0: budget travel. To me, that's just stress travel, sad travel. Yeah. Sad travel.
1: (laughs) We don't do that here.
0: (laughs) We don't do that here. We budget travel, we real budget travel. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important also to keep track of how much you're spending throughout the trip and make sure it fits into your predetermined budget you don't want to be just going crazy when you're there and just forgetting your budget because then what was the point of spending so much on the hotel if you're not going to do what you said and and cheap out a little bit on food if you're going to go to all these fancy restaurants then why would you also spend so much on the hotel because that's not sticking to your budget
1: That's so true. And that brings me to another point where it's like, think ahead, know how much you're spending on this trip total, because I find myself so many times on trips, just spending money, 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 and I'm getting anxious and I'm getting stressed, but maybe there was no reason to be stressed. Maybe it actually was inside the budget, but I just didn't think ahead so that I could feel calm spending this money because I already know it's okay for my budget, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense.
0: Yeah, you really need to think ahead and plan ahead of what you're going to be doing. And even list out what food places you could plan on going to and how much the food typically costs there. And if you need help doing this, on my website, I have the budget travel planner that I've made for you to use. And it has pages specifically for that to list out all the food places that you're going to and how much it can cost and figure out all of this so you don't have to worry about it when you get there and potentially get thrown off your budget. Wow, what don't
1: you think about... (laughs) Not much. You're good, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a perfect segue into your into your blog. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm totally going to use that too for my next uh, trip. I think that's a great resource to have.
0: Yes, and it's completely free. Just give me your name and email, and it's yours. Amazing. So that's my first and most important budget travel tip, I think, but I also have so many more I want to talk about. So is there anything else you want to say about this one or would you
1: want to move on? No, I think we're good with this. And I feel like we've spoken about it on previous podcasts. So please listen to the one on, you know, choosing a great destination and solo travel, because I think that will also help you when it comes to that point about figuring out your priorities and then relating that to finance as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, Katie. We do get a lot into this in our other podcast, especially the one about
1: planning your dream trip within reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that makes us Planning your dream trip within reason is budget travel, essentially.
0: It is. We didn't go so much into finances on that one, Mm -hmm. but this kind of, I guess, ties that all together. Yeah, perfect. So my next point is taking advantage of travel rewards programs. So this refers to miles with airlines and hotels and the credit cards that you could sign up for. So, Katie, do you have anything to say about this before I get into what I want to say about this?
1: I mean, you know I do. I am part of the Delta rewards program. And if I'm going to be quite honest with you, I have never used any perk because I, I really don't know how to use it. So I'm excited to see what you have to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to get too much into it today because I do actually want to have a whole
0: podcast on these travel reward programs and the credit cards and what they offer and Mm. is it worth it and all that. But so I don't want to get too, too into that, but I will say that for me, it has been extremely rewarding. And it's the reason why I've been able to go on so many trips. Just last year, I took 37 flights, I counted. And because, yes, because I I knew I took so many flights last year in 2022. And I was like, just how many did I take? Because I feel like I'm on a plane more often than not. (laughs) (laughs) I took 37 flights, most of which were Delta, almost all of them. I think there was only like two or three that weren't. And the reason most of them were Delta is because that's what I have my primary rewards program through. And most of them came for your discounted. Wow, that's amazing. So when you sign up for these travel reward programs, a lot of them have sign-on bonuses. So I think I don't want to make up a number here, but for example, Delta, if you sign up for their travel credit card, if their Sky Miles card, if you sign up for that, you can get 60,000 bonus miles, for example. So I'm not sure what they're offering right now, or if that was ever even a number that they offered. I don't remember how much I got when I signed up because it was, I think, two years ago when I signed up. But they have these sign-on bonuses. So when you sign up for the credit card, you automatically get these 60,000 miles or whatever. You may have to spend a little money to get those miles, but you will automatically get all those miles into your account. And so I think that's great because 60,000 miles is really hard to get if you're not getting a bonus. And with 60,000 miles with Delta, at least that's like almost a flight to Europe or a lot of places that are expensive to go to. You could easily use those miles. I used my miles to go to Las Vegas in the beginning of the year, and it was 15,000 round trip. And my my flights were all completely paid for through my miles. And so I think it's a great program. And especially they have tiers of the cards. I'm not sure what the lowest tier is. I think I started off with the second lowest tier. Don't quote me on this. I had the gold card, which I believe is what you have, Katie. And Mm -hmm. that card, I was not able to... They have this feature on the website now where you can, when you're paying for... A flight, you can choose, hey, I want to use 5,000 miles to pay for this, but not all my miles. That Mm -hmm. card does not allow you to do that. However, when I upgraded to my platinum card, now I can choose and say, okay, I want to spend 10,000 miles on this flight and I'll pay the rest in cash. So I like having that flexibility. And Mm -hmm. all the money I spend now, I just put it onto my Delta card and it gets translated into miles. So I'm earning miles just on everyday purchases at the grocery store or just purchases I always have to make. I'm getting miles. So my trips are essentially
1: just paying for themselves. Wow, that's amazing. So my question also is, is there any other travel rewards programs that you know of besides Delta? Yes,
0: I am also enrolled in the American Airlines one, which I'll, I'll admit I don't use as much and I don't know as much about it but I am enrolled in that one and I did get the sign-on bonus for that so my advice is even if you're not going to use if you know that you're not really going to use this airline as much or whatever and I'm not just saying that about American Airlines I'm saying that about any airline if you know that you're not going to use it as much but you still notice that there's a sign-on bonus you could still get the credit card get that sign-on bonus and then cancel after a year Hmm. and there may be an annual fee but that sign-on bonus and using the card a little bit will get you so many miles that it might become worth it interesting so that's my advice on that that the mm-hmm. sign-on bonus is often so much that it I remember when I signed up for the American Airlines card they said that the sign-on bonus would give you enough miles to go to Europe wow for free. so I was like this is a no-brainer
1: and so did you go to Europe for free I did not Oh. <laughs> I didn't use the miles. They're still in my accounts. but you can technically go to Europe for free, as they say
0: I can. Wow, yes. So we'll see. I have, I really, honestly haven't looked into it yet because this was all during COVID, and we all know how that was. Mm-hmm. So I have not tried to go to Europe recently, and therefore I haven't tried to use those miles to book a flight to Europe. But Based off what they say, it
1: is enough miles to go to
0: somewhere in Europe at some point of the year.
1: Well, whenever you're ready to go, I'm ready.
0: (laughs) Yes, we still need to plan our Ireland trip.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: So I think these travel rewards programs are great because you could just spend what you're going to spend and you get miles doing it. Mm -hmm. And I know with my Delta card, I get additional miles. Like If I shop at the grocery store, I think I get three times miles. So for every dollar I spend, I get three sky miles. Mm-hmm. which adds up to a lot depending on how often you go to these places and they have special deals when you go to certain stores. So I, I rack up a lot of miles just doing everyday things.
1: And that's yep. how I afford a lot of my travel. Wow, that's a really good tip. Um, I have a question too. Uh, did Donato use the travel awards program with a cruise? I remember you said something he had a really good discount. Was that part of the rewards program? or Was that something else? So that was on Sky Miles Cruises. And mm. Sky Miles Cruises is
0: through Delta, and you can get Sky Miles for choosing one of the cruises that I guess they're partnered with them. I'm not really sure what the relationship between Delta and the cruise lines is, but if you book one of the cruises that they have listed, you can get a bonus through Sky Miles.
1: Wow, that's really cool. It's definitely something that I think we all need to look into more.
0: Definitely, and especially because I I saw that sky miles has like almost every cruise line there like if you're loyal to wow. a certain cruise line it's it's probably there mm. and also hotels have their own rewards programs i personally don't have any although i am looking into signing up for some but my dad i know he's part of marriott and so whenever my family goes on vacation we always go to marriott hotels because i believe he gets points for those mm. so do your research Find out which programs offer the best rewards, the best sign-on bonuses, and take advantage of them because I've gotten so many flights and free things out of it that I wouldn't get if I just had a normal credit card. Yeah. There's no way I would have been able to take 37 flights last year without it. That's insane that you took that money. I know.
1: Wow. (laughs) Now you see why I'm so tired. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, that's great though. I actually do know somebody who uses the Hilton rewards and it's so funny whenever we are traveling together, we're kind of fighting like, no, put it on my card, put it on my card because <laughs> we both want the most amount of points. So I think this is definitely something that everybody should do if you're not doing it already. Yeah. I think it's
0: a great, I honestly, this is probably, I don't know. I know I said the last one was my, my most important budget travel tip, but this is up there also
1: for sure this definitely. might might be the most important. I don't know, you be the judge. It really depends like how you're going to use it because like you said like a free trip to Europe that could be you know very 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 important for somebody who needs to go to Europe now, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I mean if he if you need to go to Europe now, then I would probably wouldn't wait until you rack up enough points on your credit card. I would just pay and go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said it.
1: like it <laughs> desperately needs to go to Europe.
0: But if you need to go to Europe in like 2 years from now, yeah, that, then it's great. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh. <laughs> All right. What is our next
1: our next tip? Because I feel like, you know.
0: Yeah. So I just want to reiterate, I I do want to have a podcast on that and go more into that. And yes, yes, my dad is a finance guy, so he can really go into it with us. So we'll have a deep dive on that another day. Oh, that'd be fun. Yes. But our next tip is to travel during your destinations off season. So do you have anything to say about that before I jump in? I'm really not really sure what that means, to be honest. Okay, so the off-season is the season that the destination is not super popular in. So, of course, I don't have every destination's off-season memorized, but for example, I'm making this up, but let's say Italy's prime time season when everyone travels there is July. So, you don't want to travel to Italy in July because all the flight prices will be their highest, all the Mm -hmm. hotel prices will be their highest, everything's going to be crowded, so you're really... You have to work with demand. If you go when everyone else is going, they're going to bump up the prices, supply and demand, you know? Mm. That makes
1: sense. I feel like I've never really thought about that because I think in my brain, I'm like, well, if it's the off-season, there's not going to be as much to do. It's not going to be as much fun.
0: That can be true. I think it does depend on where you're going because that is a good point. Like when when we went to Lake George, the prices... We went during the off-season. We went during the (laughs) off-season. We... (gasps) (laughs) I know that this on season for Lake George is probably summer uh, during the summer months. And we went in January because this was, I believe this was 2021. And I really just wanted to get away for my birthday because I was just getting so sick of being cooped up in my house. It was during COVID. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just go to Lake George. Nobody's going to be there. We could just do our own thing. And we did. We did.
1: Yeah. Everything was closed. We could hardly get food anywhere. We went to the same cafe every single day. Honestly, we had such a blast. We went hiking and it was all icy. I slid down a mountain of ice while I was hiking and it's, it's fun because me and Julia are fun, but obviously if you're going with your family, is not a recommended trip. Yeah, no, I would never recommend Lake George in the winter
0: to anyone. We had a, we had a great time, but I would never recommend it to anyone. So you yeah, so have
1: to be careful with the, the off season, depending on your destination.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point, which I hadn't thought about, but you you do make a really good point there. I think it is feasible with some destinations though. For example, I traveled to London and Paris in the off season. So was it cold? Yes. Was it uncomfortable? Absolutely. <laughs> Did I have the time of my life? Yes. Because I was still able to do everything I wanted to do,
1: but for so much cheaper. Yeah. I mean, this is really good for somebody who wants to go somewhere on a budget. And again, their priorities. If you do not care if it is absolutely stunning weather, but you want to go to Paris, that's definitely something to consider. Why not go to Paris in February if you could take a week off of work?
0: Yeah. And my friend actually just went to Paris, I think like two weeks ago with, and I mean, it's off season there right now. Nobody's rushing to Paris right now because it's freezing. But she went and she told me she got such a great deal, probably because it's off season. Mm. So I think you do need to consider that. I wouldn't say it's the deal end all to travel in off season if you're a budget traveler, because like Katie said, it might be a terrible place to go to during the off season. But (laughs) do your research, which we should have done. And I think that would really help with deciding if you should go during the off season or not. And if that would be a good decision for you financially when you're going to that destination.
1: For sure. But I think when it came to us going to Lake George in January, our priority was that we wanted to get away. We wanted a place with like an indoor pool, a hot tub. We really didn't care about, you know, being warm or going to exotic places. Like we really prioritized relaxing in a place away from home. And we did that.
0: I also think we didn't have much of a choice of where to go because I'm pretty sure this was during one of those times where like borders of even states were closed so like I think we had to stay in New York like I don't even think we had a choice so we literally just prioritized travel yeah we prioritized just getting out of my house
1: (laughs) yeah and honestly it succeeded for us it worked for us it did
0: work it's not everyone's cup of tea but and like I said yeah I wouldn't recommend that trip specifically But I do think, yes, figure out if your destination is somewhere that you can travel during the off season and then look into the prices during the off season and see if you're really saving that much. And chances are you might be. Yeah, that's a good point. Something to consider. So is that all we have on that one? Or shall I move on to the next one?
1: Just one more question. So it says, you know, travel during your destinations off season. Do you have any examples of good places to travel during their off season?
0: I mean, like I said before, I've traveled to London and Paris during their off season and it it was cold, but I had a great time and I was able to do everything I wanted to do. So maybe Europe? Based off my experience, I would say a city that has things to do, you know, not Lake George where everything is closed because it's a small town type of place. If you're going to travel somewhere during the off season, I would probably make it a, a city.
1: Europe is, I'd say, a great example of that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Even Hawaii, I feel like if you go there in January, it'd still be fun. Hawaii actually has its best surf
0: seasons in the winter oh. because that's when the waves are the craziest. Wow. So that actually, I don't even know if that's Hawaii's off season. That actually might be Hawaii's on season. They might honestly have on seasons all year long. Wow. Because I know most people go in the summer, but also so many people go in the winter for surfing. Maybe so, like October. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, actually curious know. as to what Hawaii's off season is. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't think it's winter based off what I've heard. Wow. Yeah. So do your research. Definitely. All right. Ready to, yeah. for the next one. I am okay. ready. My next one is to invest in travel insurance. I know what you're probably thinking. It's just another expense. Why? Boring.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wow, no, no, just kidding.
0: It Listen, is are a bunch boring. of
1: travelers. We need to know even the boring stuff, right? If we are going to have a great time.
0: It can be a little boring. Though. <laughs> but what I <laughs> thought you might be thinking, <laughs> besides that this topic is boring. <laughs> is why spend more money as a budget traveler, you're looking to save money. So why put more money into something that you don't need to put money into when you're traveling? And my answer is disasters can and do happen when you're traveling. So, Mm. so often you could lose your passport, your baggage, you could need emergency medical care, your flights can get canceled. And then Mm. what do you do? All these things happen to travelers every single day. And Let's say you have a medical emergency. There's nothing that can, I mean, you can get care, obviously, but it would be so, so expensive if you're abroad. However, if you have travel insurance, it probably almost all of it is covered.
1: Really? Yes. Yeah, I never really looked into it. It's just like always such an afterthought. So you're saying to me, if a big disaster happens, like I get sick, I don't have my passport, anything like that, but I invested in travel insurance, that it'll be covered?
0: Not all of it, I'm sure. I mean, you have to, this tons of travel insurance companies. You have to like weigh which one you want to invest into, but mm-hmm. each, and each one covers more than a different one. You know, they have their different offers, but your travel insurance might cover a portion or all of your illness expenses if you're abroad and you need to go to the hospital.
1: Wow. And these
0: things happen so often. I mean, just trips I've been on, I've had stomach sickness. My friend had to go to the hospital for, I forgot what it was. And someone I know had to go to the hospital for kidney stones when I was on an abroad trip with school. Mm -hmm. And we did have travel insurance. So we're lucky that that, that, I mean, we're not lucky that it it happened to her, but (laughs) we're lucky that it happened when we had travel insurance and she was able to get treated because if we didn't have travel insurance, what would she have done with those kidney stones? You know, I mean- (laughs)
1: <laughs> would have them, <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh my God! Stop! This is not a medical podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that the hospital bills are a lot cheaper if you have travel insurance, as opposed to not having travel insurance and needing medication or needing help with your kidney stones. Enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my question is: How does one go about getting in travel insurance?
0: So, you could look online. There's a lot of websites and companies that offer travel insurance. Also, before you do that, if you're going through a tour company, you should check with your tour company and see if they offer it as an add on for your tour or if it's included in your tour. Because I don't know if you realized, but a lot of the tours we went on with school had travel insurance built in.
1: Did not realize. Yes, they all makes did. Sense, yes. Yeah.
0: And also, my trip that I went on with Globus, we. I believe we paid extra to have our travel insurance built into the trip through the tour company. Mm -hmm. So if you're going with a tour company, you should really check to see if they have their own travel insurance. But if you're not, I would consider looking online and seeing if you could find a company that offers travel insurance. How much more do you think it is? So it is pretty expensive. It can cost 5 to 10% of your trip. So in addition, but... Which I mean, depending on the cost of your trip, five to 10% can be a lot. Yeah. Thinking of how much you could potentially save if you wind up in the hospital or lose all your luggage or your flight gets canceled, anything like that, it could save you hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on the situation. So you have to kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of getting it. But I think if you're taking a big trip or if you're taking a trip to
1: the middle of nowhere, I would say absolutely travel insurance all the way. That's a really good point. And you know how I feel about holding people accountable? And I also you also know how I feel about prioritizing health, safety, comfort, all that stuff. I think that'll help me to do that without me even realizing it in the first place, if that makes sense.
0: Exactly. It's less for you to worry about.
1: Yeah, in the long run. More for them to worry about.
0: Love that. Love that. And I've been actually working on an article on an Alaska cruise that I took and While I was writing this article, I was thinking of how important it would have been to have travel insurance on that cruise because nothing happened to us. We were completely fine. But if you think about it, an Alaska cruise is probably one of the most expensive cruises you can take, really expensive. So you want that covered. If there's a disaster that happens, you want to be able to get your money back. Also, Alaska is middle of nowhere. If something happens to you, it could be very expensive. The trans you might need like a helicopter to bring you somewhere mm. and that's really expensive. So I think that's a really important trip to have travel insurance on. And we were fortunate. We, we didn't have travel insurance, but we were fortunate that we were okay, but you don't know that you're going to be okay. You may have a heart attack in the forest and need, <laughs> <laughs> this is getting depressing <laughs> and I mean, just trying to make a point. And you may need to be airlifted. So yeah, I mean, you never know. Yeah. It's I mean, more realistically, you may break a bone hiking or something. I mean, yeah, a heart attack in the forest is a bit of a stretch.
1: I mean, think of how many but glaciers are in the Alaskan waters. Yeah, it's true. It's a lot to think about. So,
0: yeah, weigh your pros and cons of getting it. See if it's worth it for your trip. If it's a quick trip, I mean, maybe not. But if it's a really substantial trip that you're
1: taking and it's a lot of money that can be lost I say absolutely I mean it's a really good point you bring up because I really did not even think about travel insurance until today like I feel like it's always just like a second thought or it's already included so I'm not thinking about it but you know as I plan bigger trips now that like we kind of can travel a little bit more especially when we go to Ireland we I think that's a must to have
0: yeah and I know we were talking about planning our ireland trip through globus so if Mm -hmm. we did do that we would just have to ask globus for their travel insurance or see i remember we were able to get it for south africa so i'm sure they definitely have it for this one too just add Mm -hmm. it on to our trip and then it's we don't need to worry perfect yeah so that's all i have to say about that do you have any
1: anything to add just thank you you're welcome From me and our listeners, (laughs) a great tip. I'm sure the listeners are like boring. (laughs) Next, (laughs) next.
0: (laughs) Okay, so my next tip is to search for free activities in the area that you're going to. So this one I think may be a little self-explanatory. If you're trying to budget travel, if you're trying to cut down on money obviously, you're going to be like, "Hmm, what's free? But Mm. I think it is important to mention because you may not think about that. And I don't always think about that when I'm going places. I try to save money on hotels and food and all that. But I don't always think, what can I do at
1: this place that is free? Yeah. Can you give us an example of you looking for a free activity somewhere? New York City, for example, there's
0: parks that you can go to. Mm. Central Park is completely free to go to. If you were going to New York City, I would just Google things to do in New York City for free. And then you could go to Central Park, totally free. You could spend a whole day there and have an amazing time. Like you don't always have to spend money when you're booking these itineraries. Exactly. And Central Park is one of the most famous places in New York City. And you'd be surprised how many famous or beautiful places you could visit just by looking up free activities. Like even when we went to Austria, we went to that palace with those beautiful gardens. We didn't didn't spend a
1: penny on that. That is a really good point. Also, when you went to Puerto Rico, wasn't there a national park tour that was free? So that
0: was not free. We did pay for a tour. She's talking about El Yunque. We took a tour to El Yunque, which is the rainforest there. And they do have free sections of El Yunque. However, we paid for a tour to get there. But right. if you're on your own, there are sections of El that you can go in for free. And they have swimming and rope swinging and water slides down rocks. I'm not, all completely free. So I did pay to get there and be on that tour. But if you're not on a tour, it's, it's free. Mm. Not not all of El is, but those parts are.
1: I mean, I think this is a good piece of advice, because let's think even if we were going to go to Ireland, I know for me personally, I would type in, okay, let me see, you know, on some sort of like Expedia, something like that. What are group events to do? But I wouldn't even consider looking up free activities in Galway. Like I'd always be thinking about some sort of tour to go on some sort of excursion that costs money. So I think it's just even to get people's minds, like there are things you could do for free wherever you're traveling
0: yeah you don't necessarily have to book a tour and especially in cities I think it's really easy to find free things to do because there's so much going on around you
1: yeah that's a good point I thought thought you were going to add on to that you know that as opposed to
0: like (laughs) smaller places or places with more things that you may need a tour for if you're in a city you could just walk around and find things to do like parks and like
1: I mentioned before there's just a lot you can do for free yeah good point yes also I feel like there's not much more else to say just look out for free activities when you're going somewhere
0: Yeah, I'm hoping to make some blog posts on free things you can do in cities and other places that I've been to just listing out free things that you can do in those places. So I don't have any up yet. But if I when I post this post on the blog, I'm also going to try to link some links of free activities you could do if I have any available at that time. And if not, I'll start working on some.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know I've watched some YouTubers vlogs and a lot of them have gone on like free walking tours
0: yeah there's ton of those and like yeah. even like walking groups that you can go with or just go, go hiking you know that's free usually that's yeah
1: that's true we've done a lot of that in hawaii yes we did yes and it was, and free. was really
0: fun yeah yeah so that definitely saved us money in hawaii also just doing those free things rather than doing a tour yeah good point so yeah that's all i have to say on that do you have anything to add No, I feel like that's pretty, that's a good quick tip. (laughs) All right. So I do have one more for you guys. And this one is think ahead when you pack. So what I mean by this is to plan out what you're going to pack before you go. Don't just go dumping in things in your suitcase. You want to sit down and say, okay, on Thursday, we're going to the beach. Friday, we're going to the park i don't know so that if you know you're going to the beach on thursday you know to put a bathing suit in your bag Mm -hmm. and then by putting a bathing suit in your bag you're not gonna get to your destination and be like oh shoot we're going to the beach on thursday and i don't have a bathing suit and then that's something that's another expense in your destination that you have to pay for Mm -hmm. that's an unnecessary expense and then if you're also packing mindfully leaving room for souvenirs, you're not going to hit any heavy heavy baggage fees from the airline.
1: That is a very good point.
0: So you need to really think ahead when you're packing, considering what you're bringing, what you need to bring, what you don't need to bring. So that way you're not packing unnecessary things. Your bag's not going to be heavy. You're going to have everything you need. You're not going to have to run to the store. You're not going to have to spend any extra money.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it all goes down to the same point that we've talked about before. When it comes to planning, you seriously need to visualize yourself in these situations. For example, that whole rally thing. I did not visualize myself being so far away, having to Uber. Like it was not even a thought in my brain because sometimes when we plan, we almost like don't even think about it. We're like, this is the hotel. This is it. I'll I'll think about everything when I get there. Like, no, no, no. Before you do anything, plan ahead. Like you said, day to day, What am I wearing when I do this? What do I need to bring? You really need to be, like you said, more mindful when you're planning, because I feel like we forget it's like us being on these trips. It's not something so far away. It's it's going to be there. And we're going to thank our past selves for being so prepared.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great tip even beyond packing is just thinking ahead for everything because, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a situation that you're putting yourself into that you may not be prepared for.
1: Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, if you said to me, oh, like, let's go to Thailand next week, I'd be like, sure. But then it's like, okay, wait. can I actually see myself in Thailand? What am I doing day to day to day? It's like, sometimes we're so quick to say yes, or so quick to just plan whatever, that we're not even like thinking about what actually makes us comfortable. We're just kind of like, you know, just going with it.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be stuck in a situation that you're not prepared for. Because I feel like I've wound up in so many situations like that traveling. And I'm just like, oh, I don't have this thing, but I really want to do this. And now I can't. So it's just, you really need to think ahead when you pack to make sure you're able to do things.
1: Yeah. And it kind of makes me think too. I think the main theme of budget travel in general is mindfulness because it's not being cheap. It's being mindful of how much money you have, what you value, you know, being mindful of these different travel programs, rewards, free activities to really think about when you're traveling and, and not to get so overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. It's, I don't think it's about cheaping out on everything and just trying to get the, best deal out of everything. It, I really don't think it's about that. I think yeah, like you said, it's being mindful and planning and thinking about what you want and how it fits into the budget that you already pre-planned for yourself. There's so much more to that to it than just being cheap.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what our podcast is all about. It's being mindful, thinking about these tips, thinking about, you know, what you want out of life. It goes it goes so much deeper than travel. It does. It
0: really does. I feel like yeah.
1: I've learned so much
0: just Talking to you right now. (laughs) I've grown as a person. Nirvana. (laughs) I've reached nirvana.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm happy. Yes. (laughs) We've covered a lot of topics today, some very dark and deep, and just some really amazing things.
0: Yeah. So I hope this helps you out. And if you want more, I have a ton more, but I'm not going to share them today. Number one, because we don't have time. And number two, because I really want you to read my blog. So I'm going to be posting them on my blog and then I'm going to be posting some of them on my blog. I'm going to be posting all the ones we discussed today, plus a few more. And then if you want even more than that, then I'm going to be making my budget travel guide, which you'll be able to sign up for. And those I do plan on having them come out on the same day. So I'm going to try to get all that done and hopefully it could be soon. I do have school starting up, so I already started working on it, but I hope I can finish it up in a reasonable amount of time for you guys
1: a lot of exciting stuff happening yes definitely so is that all we have to discuss I'm happy I learned so much on this podcast about myself and about traveling on a budget yeah I am too because like I said I have thought about this but I think
0: talking it through with you made me realize even more about it than I knew before so I'm glad we had this conversation me too all right so are we ready for our trivia question No, but I guess let's do it. (laughs) Okay. I don't think you're gonna get it, I'll be honest, but I did find it interesting. So which country has the
1: most pyramids? Okay, obviously it's not Egypt. It could be Egypt, but I'm not telling you. (laughs) (laughs) If you said you didn't even get it, (laughs) um, okay, so I'm just gonna say aloud my thought process and kind of see where it takes me. I'm not going to say Asia. I'm not going to say, ooh, wait a second. I might say South South America. I might say that because I feel like they had, you know, those ancient civilizations in South America. So I think I'm going to kind of go towards that area. Um, I don't want to say Peru because you said, like, you might not be able to get it, but I'm going to go near it. Mexico?
0: I see why you say that,
1: but No. So,
0: I, although I do think that answer makes a lot of sense, they do have those Aztec pyramids there. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. That's okay. what I was
0: kind of thinking. So, I, I think you're on the right track, but actually, like, opposite side of the world. So, the do you want another guess or do you want me to tell you? Australia? No. So, like, not, not that opposite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you tell me. Okay. So, the answer is Sudan. I would never have gotten that in a million years. Yeah, I told you.
1: It's actually directly south of Egypt. See, I was kind of thinking, like, I mean, I've heard the word Nairobi before. Nairobi in Kenya? Oh. That's my dad is right now. <laughs> See, it was coming to me, me and your dad having a connection. Because I was kind of thinking, like, there are other places in Africa that did have similar customs. Wait, so are
0: there pyramids in Nairobi? Because I actually didn't know that. Dad? Right. Should I text my Dad? Dad?
1: <laughs> dad? Wait, so tell us a little bit about pyramids in Sudan. Okay, so there are
0: 220 pyramids in Sudan, the mm. most numerous in the world. Uh,
1: they're called the Nubian pyramids. Nubian, uh, I think that's yeah. what I was thinking.
0: Yes, Nubian pyramids. Mm. And I, I don't really know too much about it besides that. Would, this website says there's between 200 and 255 And let me look up how many pyramids are in Egypt. Although I think I might. Okay, so I'll tell you what I know so far and then I'll look it up because I was watching Egypt documentaries all night last night. And from what I learned, there's, I thought there was a lot of pyramids, but there's actually three pyramids in Giza. That's it.
1: I thought they are just so like well-known because they're so like well-made. Yeah. Not many of them.
0: Yeah, so like each pharaoh, each of those three pharaohs had a pyramid constructed for when they died Mm -hmm. but the rest of the pharaohs or at least most of the others are buried in the valley of the kings which is basically just a valley and they're dug into like underground and they have these underground chambers interesting so not all of the pharaohs had pyramids which i didn't know that was really interesting so given that information let me see how many pyramids are in egypt 118 oh wow that's actually a lot more than i thought Mm. i didn't know that so i guess those three in giza are just the most famous but yeah there's 118 wow so sudan really doesn't have that many more than egypt well they have like double but still we got a
1: hundred (laughs) more yeah a hundred
0: more but i don't know i because i really thought egypt had less than that based on like the documentary that i watched Mm. So to find that out, like it's really not that much of a difference.
1: Yeah. They definitely have
0: way more than I thought.
1: I have to look into that more now. Definitely. You should watch a documentary soon together.
0: I will. Yeah. I love documentaries. You know I love me a good documentary. I know you do. All right. All right. So is that all for
1: today? I believe that's all. Do you want to tell everybody where to find you?
0: Yeah. So you know how I said I was gonna write this down? so like Neither. I I wouldn't stutter every
1: time I say it. Yeah,
0: I didn't. So <laughs> we're just gonna take this as we usually do. So I actually have another thing to say today that I don't normally say. I made a Twitter for the podcast and wow. the blog, but Twitter limits your username to to 15 characters. And of course mine was 16 or I think 17. So the it's at runways n byways so instead of the word end just the letter N. so if you want to find us on twitter runways and mm. byways not end n and <laughs> but if you want to find us literally anywhere else it's at runways and byways we have instagram pinterest tiktok what else see i need to write this down yeah youtube i think that's it anchor spotify yeah yeah you get so the you, hint yeah you got it you, if if it exists, we're probably on it. Find yeah. us there, Runways and Byways, except Twitter, Runways and Byways. Perfect. But other than that, yeah, I think that's everything. Like I said before, you can sign up for notifications every time we post an episode of the podcast, you'll get a notification. On my website, if you go to the podcast page, you can sign up for that there. You just give your name and your email address. Same with my budget travel planner. If you want that, as we discussed today, you just give me your name and your email address. I now have a pop-up on the website. So as soon as you go on to one of my news articles, you'll be bombarded with it. So you'll have no choice but to sign up for it. (laughs) (laughs) And... We also have our travel planning services as I've mentioned before. So we have choose your destination where we will look over your priorities and choose a destination for you for a low price. We will not be booking anything for you but we will simply tell you where we think we sh- you should go based on what you're looking for in a trip. We also have travel recommendations. Where You'll give us a category such as food or activities, and we'll give you places that we recommend in that area that are good for those things. And we also have personalized travel advice. So if you have a question, we will answer it for you. Do we have anything else to mention? I think I got it all. I think that's good. Yes, I think that's it. All right. So we had so much fun this episode, and we can't wait to talk to you in our next episode. So stick around, tune in. All right. Bye, guys. Whether your plane is taking off from the runway or you're driving down a byway, we'll be your guides through it all.